We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hello everyone, this is Fabrice speaking. Today, I will delve into one of the most sensational cases that has rocked the Italian legal landscape. An investigation surrounding an elusive serial killer suspected of having taken the lives of 16 individuals, specifically eight couples in the throes of passion amidst the Florentine countryside between 1968 and 1985. His name, or rather his nickname, the Monster of Florence, as his identity has never been unveiled. Beyond the Enigma, discover his dark destiny. Warning, please note that in this episode we will discuss violent scenes that might be distressing to younger audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Florence, the gem of the Italian Renaissance and one of the world's most romantic cities, has experienced dark hours with the case of the monster of Florence, which sent shivers through the region for several decades. A series of unspeakably savage murders committed between 1968 and 1985. On Sunday, June 7, 1981, in the early morning hours, a police officer patrols the Tuscan countryside. The scenery is breathtaking with the sky painted in a splendid shade of blue. However, as he rounds a corner around the hills of Rovetta, adorned with vineyards, olive trees, and cypress trees, the officer spots a lifeless body near a vehicle. His heart races as he approaches and comes face to face with a scene of horror. Not one, but two victims lie before him. The officer immediately calls for backup, and soon the crime scene is bustling with investigators. They examine the beige Fiat Ritmo parked by the side of a path near the Anastasia nightclub, a popular meeting place for the Florentine youth. A man is lying in the driver's seat, a bullet through his head. The shot was fired from outside the car, shattering the window. The victim is 30-year-old Giovanni Foggi. A woman has been dragged out of the vehicle before she was mutilated with a knife. She is identified as his partner, 21-year-old Carmela Denuccio. The police launch their investigation, and naturally the case graces the headlines. Without delay, a journalist from the local newspaper La Nazione alerts the authorities. A few years earlier, he had covered an eerily similar murder. 
Another double homicide, executed in exactly the same manner, had occurred seven years prior. On September 14, 1974, a pair of young lovers, 18-year-old Stefania Patini and 19-year-old Pasquale Gentilcore, were brutally killed while making love in their car. Much like the carnage discovered in 81, it was a moonless night, and two lovers in a vehicle. Another chilling detail. The same firearm was used, a 22 caliber Beretta long rifle, firing H-series Winchester brand bullets. In 74, on a small road near Borgo di San Lorenzo, a similar scene occurred. The young man was found in his Fiat 127, shot five times with a 22 Beretta. His girlfriend, however, survived the initial three bullet shots, but was then brutally mutilated with a bladed weapon, which ended her life in a barbaric manner. The police followed the trail of this case, and indeed, it was never solved, leaving the murderer still at large. The horror reoccurs yet again, but this time at a faster pace. On October 22, 1981, Four months after his last crime, lovers Stefano Baldi and Susanna Camby, 26 and 24 years old, are found lifeless in a rural area. Once again, a couple caught in the midst of their passion inside their vehicle. The scenario remains the same. The man is coldly shot in the head, then the woman is mutilated. Her sexual organs are severed, either her pubis or her left breast. And as the ultimate act of defiance, these organs are sent by mail to the prosecutor of the Republic in Florence. Before we continue with this episode, a quick break to give the floor to our partner, without whom this podcast could not exist. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Game Pass. In 81, as it seems clearer that the culprit must be the same deranged and bloodthirsty murderer, the locals begin to coin names for him. The Lover Slayer, the Assassin of Moonless Nights, and ultimately the Monster of Florence. Italian law enforcement is on the case when an anonymous letter arrives. The envelope contains an old article from La Nazione, and an unidentifiable handwriting states, you should look into this case. This article recounts how 14 years earlier in 1968, 32-year-old Barbara Locci and her 29-year-old lover Antonio Lobianco were shot in their car with a 22 caliber Beretta and eight Winchester brand Series H bullets. The only difference is that, back then, they convicted and sent to prison Stefana Marley, the cheated husband of the young victim, 
He was, in fact, incarcerated when the other murders occurred. Nevertheless, the Italian police decide to pull this thread and immediately imprison one of Murley's friends, Francesco Vinci. This Sardinian, known for his violent reputation, had been in close proximity to the double crimes multiple times. He could have been an accomplice in the 1968 murder and decided to replicate it. However, on September 9, 1983, the monster of Florence lead exonerates the Sardinian defendant, who had been imprisoned a few months earlier. Indeed, on that day, the lifeless bodies of two young Germans on vacation are discovered, killed in their van in the heart of the Florentine countryside. Two years later, two French tourists, 25-year-old Jean-Michel Cravecvilli and 36-year-old Nadine Morio, fall prey to this formidable monster. The young couple embarks on their first trip together. Night falls and the Tuscan countryside, lined with pine trees, welcomes the young lovers. They decide to pitch a tent, but tragedy strikes in the night. The monster of Florence attacks them. Come morning, the young woman is found dead in the tent, killed instantly by four bullets. Jean-Michel, on the other hand, apparently tried to escape naked and injured before being finished off with a knife. Italy is gripped with terror. The investigation seems endless. 50,000 pages of records, tens of thousands of people questioned. Following the failure of the Sardinian lead, the investigators then accuse Pietro Pacciani, a farmer accused by an anonymous letter. He fits the profile of the perfect culprit. He spent 14 years in prison in the 60s for the murder of his wife's lover and the rape of his daughters. He is sentenced to life in January 1994 for seven of the eight double murders attributed to the monster. However, he was incarcerated during one of the murders. Two years later, during the appeal process, he is acquitted due to lack of evidence. He dies of a heart attack before he can even be tried again. So, if Pietro Pacciani is a monster indeed, is he the monster? Moreover, is there only one monster? Incidentally, this bloodthirsty and unflinching monster inspired the character of Hannibal Lecter in Thomas Harris's novels. Thank you for listening to this episode of Fabulous Destinies. Feel free to share with us stories that you would like to hear on your favorite listening platform or via Baba Bam's Instagram or Twitter page. We'll be happy to discover them. <laughs>